This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. Most of you know that on Thursdays we send a weekly newsletter from the Church of the Holy Trinity by email. If you read last week's, then you probably saw how I explained in the opening article how our vestry has approved uh, the next steps for our tiptoeing forward out of the pandemic. Uh, Beginning next Sunday, the uh, Pentecost Sunday, we will be adding a final congregational hymn at 11 o'clock at the very end of the service. We'll still wear our masks as we sing it. But in June, we'll also begin a simple kind of coffee hour time outside, offering uh, something cool to drink and a time to catch up with one another. But just as we sent that email, The Center for Disease Control issued its new guidelines around mask wearing outside and inside, seemingly undercutting all we had carefully tried to do. Well, a part of me felt like my and the vestry's thoughtful, careful discernment was all just wiped away by the CDC. But another part of me, of course, was gleeful at the idea of not having to wear a mask all the time everywhere. Even though we'll keep wearing masks in the church until the Bishop of New York and the governor say we can take them off, this sort of whiplash effect of the day was yet another one of those experiences for me that probably all of us have had this year. We feel conflicting emotions at the same time. While we're certainly not crazy about the recent past, confronted with an uncertain future, we often hang on to what we can, to what's familiar. Most of us don't really like change, and most of us don't particularly care for ambiguity. It's hard being in between. This Sunday is a kind of in-between day. We're between the Ascension of Jesus Christ, celebrated last Thursday, and the day of Pentecost, which comes next Sunday. The book of Acts describes the Ascension coming 40 days after Easter, As Jesus finishes talking with his disciples, a cloud surrounds him, and Jesus then disappears in the cloud. When he has vanished, two men in white robes stand there and say to the disciples, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. We might feel a little like those disciples standing awkwardly between the ascension and and the God's Holy Spirit's gift on the Pentecost. We might well understand the disciples' posture, standing still, frozen still, gazing into heaven, wondering if we have what it takes to move forward. Well, the gospel for today answers our question with a resounding yes. We have all we need, all we need in the life of Christ and the ongoing life of his Spirit living within us. In John 17, Jesus is trying to prepare his friends for the life ahead, for life without him physically. Jesus prays for his disciples and his friends. He asks God to protect them and those who will believe through the word. That means us. Jesus doesn't just ask God to take us out of the world. He knows that it's through people like us in the world that the world stands a chance for being changed. But he does ask God to protect us from evil, 
to keep an eye on us, to look out for us, and to keep us close. Jesus prays for us, and this means everything. It means that there's a link between us and God, even when we might feel like we haven't really done our part lately, or or when we feel like we might have messed up that link that Jesus prays for us means that when we have a tough decision to make, we don't make it alone. He's praying for us and with us. It means that even as we try out, uh, try to figure out what it means to be a person of faith and integrity and in our complicated relationships and work settings and social settings, Jesus is praying for us and pulling for us to figure it out and make our way forward with faith. Jesus prays for us, And it's his love that carries the weight of the world. It's his love for us that keeps that prayer in the presence of the Father. When we add our love, then there's even more in the conversation. It's through the asking, the answering, and the silences in between that prayer works. Jesus prays for us, and with his Spirit, we pray for each other and for ourselves. If we're like those disciples in the book of Acts, standing and gazing into heaven, looking for Christ, we'll probably be looking a long time. But if we look inward through prayer, if we seek to meet him prayerfully in the sacraments, if we prayerfully look in one another for the risen Christ, and even in ourselves, then the clouds of this world may come and go, but God is God, and God's steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to God that Christ prays for us and prays within us. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. The choir sings Healy Willens, Rise Up, My Love, a setting from the words of Song of Songs, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.